0: Can I get an amen?
1: You get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Hey, y'all. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen? We are hoping that anytime you tune in with us, we're leaving you a little bit better than you were before we found you. In our podcast, we hope to ignite something inside of you as
2: we share our passion for personal growth, finding our God-given talents and gifts in this
1: world, and also our love for living an intentional life. And that something sparks inside of you, um, makes you, you know, shout out. Ooh.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: of prevention is worth a pound a cure I love that it's a great quote it's a great quote I'm staring at this beautiful leave behind is that what they... yeah uh, yeah that you made for Monica right didn't you create this with mm-hmm. her yeah just because
2: it's so easy to talk about something you believe in and when it comes to being a leader um, we should all be taking time to evaluate and reflect on how we're communicating with others and how we're trying to be a positive influence to those people that we work with, those people that we serve. And that's exactly what Monica does through her individual coaching, her mentoring, her peer groups, and even speaking in leadership retreats that she puts on. Servant leadership is her message because ultimately we all want to use the influence that we have to motivate others and elevate them to become servant leaders as well.
1: Amen. Elevare will... Help you to learn how to lead with confidence, to be present to those you serve, to maintain a healthy life and ministry, and make a sustainable impact in your parish. This is so beautiful. I mean, we love Monica. She's such a, a beautiful friend, a mentor to us, and such a great support of The Light Project. And can I get an amen? And she's just constantly here for us all the time. You guys need to check her out. Uh, go to Elavare international.com that's elevareint com, and get in touch with monica she'll change your life just like she changed ours amen yo 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 we are back in the studio with our favorite couple no offense to any of the other couples that have been here but the petries <laughs> hold a very special place in our heart and in holy spirit studios episode 137 we think uh-huh um and Christy, would you agree? We probably wouldn't have 137 episodes if it weren't for these two. I mean, y'all are the cornerstone. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: pressure. I mean,
1: true, though. So many good guests have yeah. come from yeah. y'all. Y'all being great guests, just in of yourself, and now y'all are here together, which
4: I'm super <laughs> super stoked yeah. it, it's, about. It's it's such a gift. It, it really is. Like just, uh, and really, it's it's the. It's the fruit of so many relationships that mm, we've built yeah. over the years, and it's been a gift of being able to share those. I mean, really just just sharing those connections with, with you guys and just letting the Holy Spirit work through those relationships. It's it's really been beautiful.
2: Mm, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> exactly like when friends make exactly. friends with friends.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, All the, the world's colliding. Yes. Before you said that y'all y'all met my friends at Steubenville, I was thinking, okay, we were just with, I don't know how many people, and I remember it being your people, but I couldn't remember which people were your people. So
3: most who was your people them, for sure?
4: Uh, so my yeah, my people, my the people, my people from Shreveport were the uh, were were Trey and Ellie, Trey and Ellie Weaver.
3: Yes,
1: You Ellie didn't get to meet there, Ellie, though, huh? but you got to meet Trey. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were on the pilgrimage with me. Oh, yeah. Delightful human
4: beings. Oh, they're yes. the best. Good yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. The oh. oh, my gosh. So fun. So beautiful. Um, and he magically captured the trip on film um, while we were there. Yeah. So I he heard. showed you some of those <clears> pictures. Throat> throat> and, I heard yeah. that in
3: his episode. And now I'm <clears> like, can you send me they? an email of these? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have them. I'll show them to okay, you. Okay. Good. Yeah. They're yeah. so good. <laughs> So, how did you guys, how did you meet the Weavers? This is a Shreveport connection. It's So I Shreveport
4: connection. Um, it was whenever, I want to say it may have been the semester that Emily was living in Little Rock. So, for once, I had to spend like a semester in Shreveport by myself. So, I was like, well, shoot, I guess I actually have to make friends. <laughs> and so.
3: I mean, the one friend you had worked out really well.
4: Exactly. It worked out really well. But. So uh, it, it just so happened that the semester that Emily was in Little Rock, Trey and Ellie were just moving into Shreveport, and uh, Trey was taking on his new position as Director of Youth Ministry at St. Joseph's Parish in Shreveport. Shout out to our parish in Shreveport.
1: Yeah, woo. Yeah. Um
4: And uh, I don't even remember how we got connected. Like, I think it just so happened that, like, we may have, like, run into each other at a, da- at a daily mass. We introduced ourselves to each other and uh, like we went grab, we went grab a beer together and just kind of chatted and just kind of developed that friendship over time. Um, and then whenever we moved back to Shreveport for, uh, for me to do my residency um, at that point, Trey and Elliot got married, Emily and I were married obviously. And so, um, so just, Kind of continuing to develop that friendship While we were there for that year Um, But yeah, they're phenomenal people While I was While I was uh, living in Shreveport by myself They were uh, They allowed me to kind of Help serve with them in their youth group And so that's kind of how I got to serve with them
1: Love that
2: We were talking about how How difficult is it To be Catholic in North Louisiana
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're
4: getting better. <laughs> they
3: are. They really they, are. But I'll never forget our first summer. So, like, it's anatomy lab. I'm super stressed out. I'm definitely going to, like, flunk out of school at this point. You know, all the, the worry warting you. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I just need to go to confession. And it's like Tuesday. Well, the only place they had confession was, like, outside of Bozier, some, like, random little church. The only place they had confession that I could make it to, because you know I still had the good class. So I drive. I wake up early. I drive all the way there. It's like thirty minutes away. I had to cross the river, which if you've ever been to the the Shreveport-Bossier area, like you don't just cross the river and go to Bossier, like pass Bossier for anything. Like it has to be like a big deal. And I get there, and I'm like, <laughs> like, Jesus, pulling on the church's doors, and there's they're locked. Like, there just oh. wasn't confession and mass that morning. It just, like, Psych. wasn't a thing, despite what it said on masstimes.org. And I just remember feeling so defeated and just thinking, like, wow, people here just must not sin. <laughs>
0: because
3: <laughs> the only time confession is available is from, like, 3 to 3:30 3 on Saturdays and like yo that just really didn't work for me. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. But I do have to really commend the entire diocese of Shreveport um cuz I feel like especially like they're really coming back like after covid they were like we're going to be catholic here guys. Yeah. Um like they had a women's conference, a little devoted women's conference in Shreveport at St. Joseph's in February. And they were talking about having a men's one next year. And just, you know, I still follow all the social medias of a lot of them, mm. the pages, and they have more available confession times. Yeah. Now. <laughs> no. So I'm glad. Yeah,
4: Shre- Shreveport's on fire. They, they really are. And I'm, I'm excited to see how the Holy spirit works. And then, I mean Bishop uh, Bishop Malone is just he's he's awesome. He he's uh...
3: he was actually my pastor when I lived in Little Rock. No what? way! Yeah, what a small world. I know. So I'm like in Little Rock. I found this one church. Yeah. They had a heat, a heated holy water fountain, and so I was like, <laughs> I'm in heated holy water fountain. Like for like your hands or your yeah, whole body, yeah. like
2: a I'm little mean, hot tub of holy yeah, water. Yeah, like whole, That's what I'm little, picturing. Like yeah, a, a a I'm
3: in <laughs> <laughs> like sitting in the fountain. <laughs> Somebody just bring me a glass of red wine, <laughs> and I'll be here for. Oh, that could be so. Oh, was it
2: sacrilegious? <laughs> but um, is it sacrilegious? I
3: don't know. I'm, anyway, go it? on. I could go off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but and I mean, it was really nice because it was like in January when I first started going to this church, and you know, the it's a little bit different latitude way up, way up in Little Rock than it is here. I had to, like, get a coat. Um But so, you know, like, I went to this parish for six months. I fell in love with Monsignor Malone. He just was so real. Like, I went up to him one day after mask, <laughs> and Zach was with me. So I felt like I should introduce myself, the, despite, like, the introvert in me. I was like, oh, I guess I need to, like, say hi. And his first response was do you want me to marry you?
4: <laughs> uh, and yeah. I was like, no, 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 we have
3: that covered. And he was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and he's like, and are you an LSU fan? And I was like, okay, yeah, you caught me on that one. Yeah. But, uh and I was like, but do y'all have a chapel? Like, that's really <laughs> all I'm asking for. He was just so, such a, a great pastor and you could really see like the diocese that he was in. he was there for a really long time, at, l- like, at least 20 years yeah. at oh, this wow. one parish. So, we accidentally went to a priest's first mass there, and he like had done the, all the priest's sacraments, and so it was just a very special place. And so we move back to Shreveport. There, Bishop Bishop Duco went to Baton Rouge, and then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get this new bishop. It's this guy from Little Rock." And I was like, "No way!" So I actually got to go to his ordination and installation as uh. a bishop. Um, What's that like? It was really cool. It was extra cool because one of the OTs that I worked with in Little Rock, her and her family are Catholic. And um, they came down. And so I ran into her in Shreveport. And so that was so good. But it was just so beautiful to see so much Catholicity in an area that I legit thought was a desert when Mm. I first moved there.
4: Catholicity. I know. Catholicity, that's a word. Some million dollar words.
3: (laughs) No, no, teacher. (laughs) So much. But, um, you know, like this was the place that I moved to, and like I cried in my car because I couldn't go to confession because it didn't happen. And now, like, I'm in this room where they had to have his ordination and installation in the convention center because they don't have a church big enough for all of these people. And like, it was just, it was really beautiful because, you know, in Lafayette, we're very aware mm-hmm. how spoiled we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, like, we can always use more priests. We can always use more religious and just um, an increase in vocations for sure. But, like, we're very spoiled in life. I was about to say,
1: yeah. when we first started this conversation, it's mm-hmm. not fair for us to compare any other diocese to this diocese. Yeah. 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 We're, um, we're so blessed. It's we really like, It's like, it's... It's a little uneven-y. Okay, it's not (laughs) even (laughs) fair. But I love that little small world.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so Shreveport's thriving. So I love, like, hearing, you know, that they're taking kids to Stephenville, and they're doing all the things. And hearing, I know, I listened to a few of the mini-episodes, and I heard a couple of them that were from St. Joseph's. And so it's, like, it's just good to know that, you know, the church is alive. (laughs) I love teenage boys. Like, they're so brave. They want to yeah. come on the mics. And, and then they're, they're like, like oh, yeah. Radio That's exactly silence. what yeah. happened. Like,
1: okay, let's get <laughs> some questions to ask. Okay, questions. It ended up being about three and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was a mini, a mini, mini. mini, mini episode.
2: It was, mini, mini. Episode. It was they awesome. They were so mm. sweet, though, and their manners. Mm-hmm. And you could see, like, they were from different schools. But St. Joseph's was their, like, their mm-hmm. common ground mm-hmm. to be able to talk about faith together. Yeah. I just love that Yeah, yeah. at such a young age.
3: So did y'all go to Steubenville when y'all were younger? I've never been to thing? Steubenville. None. I went as an adult um, just because St. Teresa, where I grew up, we didn't really have like they had a youth group whenever my sister was in high school so 10 years before me. And then that, you know, things ebb and, hmm. ebb and flow, that faded away. And then after I went through confirmation year. That's when Father Seth Lamayor was there um, as a lay. (laughs) And so we, (laughs) as a lay, make sure Um, you point that out. And so we uh, (laughs) really brought back youth group. We brought this group. They were like, Do you want to come to Souvenville with us? And I was like, Of course. Um, So we went to the one that was in Homa Thibodeau. I've never been to Subi South. I went to on the Bayou. Oh yeah, I know um, there were some loyalists. I don't know if they're still both going on, but I um I don't know some loyalists. They not have it. They didn't have
2: Steubenville on the Bayou. I don't think they even know if they're gonna have it. Don't this is not official yeah, <laughs> release statement. I'm
3: just yeah. We just we don't know why we don't they know didn't why have one yes. this year. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I went there. It was a really cool experience. You know, I was a little bit older. I was in college. Um it was at a time where I was very much had like my identity rooted in what I was currently doing. Um, and so like, you know, I was just very much, my identity was as a student. I was, I felt like I needed to have all the answers to my entire life plan. (laughs)
1: Like I'm not
3: dating anyone right now. So obviously I'm called to be a sister. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. um, we're trading in all a lot of put mm-hmm. on a
1: single person. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you just, you know me. Um, I have to have it all figured out all the time or else. Yeah. But um, it was just a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. It's super cool to like be in adoration with that many people, especially teenagers, because they're so emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, s- ripe for that
2: mm-hmm. experience. Yeah.
3: yeah, they're so passionate about yeah things and that's when like i mean if you catch them at the right time like they're just gonna set everything on fire Mm -hmm. love it okay but zach you got to go to stm yes and so y'all had beautiful
1: big retreats there in high school Mm
4: -hmm. yeah so so we'd have our we'd have our retreats during the uh we'd have like our all of our retreats during the school year like quest and crossroads were like our freshman sophomore retreats kairos was like the junior senior retreat and then uh obviously like they would take a group to the march for life in january they'd uh usually around easter break they would take a group to either like a mission trip to puerto rico or a mission trip to mexico or costa rica and then in the summer you'd have like your summer faith adventure so originally that was taking a group of like between 50 and a hundred kids out to the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. It was a young life camp called Woodleaf. Um, and then Woodleaf kind of transformed into, there was a couple years where we went to Cove Crest, which is a life team camp out in Georgia. And then that kind of evolved into what they currently do now, which is, uh, it's called 10,000 feet. It's a summer faith adventure in the Rocky mountains in Colorado. Um, and it's, just an unbelievable week. Like we spend a whole week just adventuring. So like anything from like going on a hike up, a up a 12,000 foot mountain to whitewater rafting, high ropes course. And then we also go through this whole spiritual journey of like recognizing, uh, one, recognizing our own brokenness and our own sinfulness, but also recognizing that there is an answer, that we are in desperate need of Jesus. We are in desperate need of that Savior. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how to practically live out that relationship with Jesus once we get the good news. Um,
1: so when you were in high school, you went on 10,000 feet? It's I did been... not. Oh,
4: okay. No. Um, 10,000 feet was not a thing whenever I was in high school. I went to I went to Cove Crest the two years that we went. That's right. Um And then after the, let's see, that was 2013. So that was after my freshman year of college. Um, We took a group to 10,000 feet. And uh, I was part, I was a small part of like the large original leadership team that like put it all together. Like Yvonne B. Avenue was actually like, she was actually the one that found this place in Colorado where like we go now. So like, this is essentially her her gift to us on earth from Ah. heaven like continuing to live this on and i mean she was she she still is very much a gift but uh but but just being able to serve with her and do ministry with her and seeing her in that aspect like that was she was in her element then um like that's that's where that's where she she shined that's where that's really where she shined and uh so She's uh Thanks she's for sharing that with us. Yeah. yeah, she's she's becoming kind of an unofficial patron of 10,000 feet.
2: Mm-hmm. I talk to her all the time. She's <laughs> on my refrigerator. And every time I walk past, I'm like, Lord, help me to love my family the way you loved your family. <laughs> Yvonne, like, I Ugh, need that's you. That's a beautiful yeah. prayer all the time.
3: Yeah. So we actually got to go to 10,000 feet this year. Um, and that's that's what I was trying to segue to. Yeah, yeah, I I figured that's where you were going. So I'll just, I'll take us there. Um, (laughs) bring it home, ma'am. But father, she, so like I never met Yvonne. Um, you know, all late to the SDM crowd, I guess, but you know, I heard her podcast and I heard, I've heard Zach speak about her. Um, I've heard her story. I watched the YouTube video of her speaking at Cathedral and all of which just like really moved me, but. Father Shu spoke a lot about her in his homilies that week and just like mm. the love that she had for her family. And I'm like, golly, the lay people. <sighs> like that's 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 what we're called to. Like we're yeah. called like how you know he told the story of how she was like, you know, our missions doesn't change. Um my mission is to love my husband. To get him to heaven, my mission is to love my kids and to get them to heaven. Like, how beautiful is that? And, like, what a reminder. Because, mm. like, golly, we forget. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there are some days where, like, you know, it gets lost in all the yeah. the mix of things. And it, it may not always be the priority, but, like, what a beautiful mm. reminder that just – We're, we're put on this earth so that we can love and serve the Lord and we can bring as many people as possible with us to heaven. Um, so like if she's had that impact on my life and I've never encountered her Mm -hmm. in person, like imagine just the fruit of the people that she got to hang out with all the time. Like just imagine the fruit that Mm -hmm. she's giving them Mm -hmm. and still to this day, I'm sure, you know? We talked about her at Steubenville. I can't remember who
2: it was we were talking to. And we were saying, like, if you've never listened, start with her episode. Mm-hmm. Because after we had her on is when it was just like droves of people came to listen to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just the simplicity of her heart. But yet it was also so complex because you could see the wrestling she was having. And I remember her saying, um, You know, when I get to heaven, if there's any way that I can just like reach down and touch my children and make them know that I'm present, I'm going to do whatever I can to let them feel loved. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, gosh, that mindset that she had just reminds you not to cling to the things that we want to cling to so much. Because when you don't have the luxury of that, you know, like we have the luxury of choosing. She didn't really have. I mean, I guess you have a choice always. But like. She knew her life was ending. Gosh. So to have that perspective, it's no wonder so many people already kind of talk about like her being a saint because she is touching people that had no idea who she was before or never met in person. And that to me is such a sign of like where she is, you know? Absolutely. It's so cool. What you
1: sign for? Um, nothing. Just listening okay. to the beautiful stories. <laughs> um, just, I want... Yeah. Just thinking how grateful. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's a grateful sigh. Okay. That she sat in this room with us, and we mm-hmm. got, like, what two whole hours with her.
3: <laughs> yeah. They were so really good two hours. Yeah, they were great. I enjoyed cool, them too. from the yeah. comfort of my car. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. yeah. You know.
1: You can't... That's one of those moments where I'm like, okay, Jesus, really, like, I need you to take it easy on me. <laughs> The Sacredness of a Woman's Influence. Gather with the Diocesan Marriage and Family Life Office and the Light Project for a Mother's Day reflection as we explore the sanctity of motherhood and the impactful influence of women. Drawing inspiration from the narrative of Mary of Bethany, we'll examine the importance of influence, our innate sacredness, and the brilliance of the feminine spirit. Our very own Leah Landry and Christy Fredu will be your speakers at this beautiful event. This one's for the mamas. It's a Mother's Day reflection at the diocese. Register before May 3rd um, on the diocese website. We will plug that for you in the show notes. You can also visit our website. And um, we hope to see you there.
3: And like you have it recorded and saved. So forever. So like you can hear
1: those words forever. I mean, she's, yeah. Yeah,
2: St. Eva. I think this is a sign that we all need to go back and listen to her mm-hmm. episode again mm-hmm. to be reminded of that.
1: Yeah, what were we
2: gonna say? Um, I was gonna ask y'all. I, I just look up to y'all so much when it comes to holy friendships. <laughs> Did y'all ever have a time in your couple life where it was like awkward to make holy friends?
3: I mean, I feel Maybe like I'm awkward, awkward Is it- every day. Yeah,
4: yeah that's, um. that's, a da- that's a daily occurrence for us.
3: I don't know how I have any friends. Y'all are so <laughs> funny. I oh yeah. like that. we always awkward. Maybe that's why I have friends. I don't know. They just feel bad. They're like, Oof. shit. Just yeah. take her under my wing. I mean, I thought that's what you were doing. We had dinner one night and I was like, ooh, he really wants to fix me. <laughs> So obviously that's what everyone else or thinks. or after
4: our, after our first date, I I think like I'm in my I'm in my car thinking like man that re- that went really really well. She calls her best friend, and she says, you know, I think we're going to be really good friends. We
3: are. <laughs> we are. I mean, you know, it's it's always like weird to make friends, at least for me. Um, because I don't like to be vulnerable, <laughs> yeah. and like you know, whenever you're developing a relationship with someone, at some point, like <sighs> you gotta be. I think like I have to
1: just video this whole thing. I'm <laughs> oh, no. missing the gems of this conversation. I'm um, gonna prop this up right here. Go on, him. So it's hard to make friends. I'm like, where'd y'all go on your first date? Oh, we need to circle back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, just let me live my life. Um, so. You know, like it's just it, it, it's hard to make friends. It's harder to make friends like when you're an adult and like, you know, it's one thing when you're in high school and like you're forced to be around people like you can kind of have work friends, but at the same time, like you're forced to be around those people like 40 hours a week. Do you really want to see them 41 hours? Like, I don't know. Um, and I mean, to be honest, a lot of the friendships that we have, especially as a couple, like, just praise God, my friends have liked Zach. <laughs> Zach's <laughs> yeah. friends have liked me. Um, and they're, like, just good people. And so, like, we've just kind of evolved from there and kind of met each other's friends. But, like, man, we are so super blessed. Um, just in that we are – people are okay with being vulnerable with us. Um, and, you know, like texting one of my, our, my friends that she's um, – and expecting mom, we're, you know, kind of going through some stuff together. So we check in on each other and uh, like she's following up with my appointment went well, all this. But like, can you pray for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think of that as such a privilege mm-hmm. that someone feels safe enough yeah. to know that like, I'll ask as many or as little questions as you can or as you want, but, like, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit more um, moral responsibility to Mm -hmm. make sure that I pray for them whenever they ask. (laughs) Um, But just also to know, like, it, it gives me almost a tiny bit of affirmation to know that, okay, well, they see that in me. They realize that they can entrust their vulnerable moments with me. So I probably should be vulnerable with them, mm-hmm. but also that, um. Okay, maybe we're kind of doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all. Are. Um, you know, like they they see that we're trying. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, that's what we're doing.
4: And, and I think it. I think also it's uh, it, it's a gift to have those relationships that essentially everybody wants the same thing. Like we, yeah. like all of the people that we we've been blessed to journey with they all desire they all desire ultimately to get to heaven and some like whatever that may whatever that may look like for for them like we all have different gifts we all have different kind of charisms but every like all of our friends like desire sainthood they desire holiness and whenever you base your friendships off of that it makes it it makes it so much easier to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and uh and i think a lot of i think so much of so much of like true like holy friendship is giving the other person permission to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and uh i I can't really say how like how you do it or uh, i guess i guess maybe model that vulnerability yourself and like i'll essentially by you being vulnerable with your friend, it gives them in turn permission to be vulnerable with you. Um, but I think, I think really the, what, what's been a gift for us is just surrounding ourselves with people that have kind of that same end goal in mind.
1: It's everything. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Um, my best friend just gave me a book find your people I think is what it's called Jenny Allen um and it's been such a theme I think in my life lately and some of my friends lives that that's that's our goal right Mm -hmm. we um the goal is to get to heaven you know to to be a saint maybe a great saint one day but certainly just to get to heaven and to get each other there and you know at at our age, you know, later in life, kind of just getting on this journey where that is the goal at the end mm-hmm. of the day. It's really difficult um, to find the right circle of friends that um, bear fruit and um, having to shift the way um, we hang out and what those conversations look mm-hmm. like and what we're doing when we're hanging out and all those kinds of things. I mean, it's... it's I said this to a buddy at work today, I'm like, being holy is not for the weak,
0: you know, and it's
1: totally different when it kind of comes out of nowhere, like it did for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everything shifts. Yeah. And, you know, just, I mean, even at tennis last night, uh, I was on my way to tennis and I was praying the prayer I would, you know, the prayer I pray when I get on the court too, and just getting there and being with my friends and them asking about life and noticing the joy and. You know, these things that we get to do. I don't know. It's just Everything's shifting. Um, And I know I can't be the only one. You're, you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it's difficult to find that circle of friends that you feel safe and comfortable enough with to get vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know that I'm even already there. Like, I got vulnerable yesterday. And then hours later, I'm like, thanks for letting me get vulnerable. <laughs> you know, like- <laughs>
3: almost kind of takes the joy out of it. Um, but it's still anyone, so new. You I don't know? want anyone to think that, like, we only hang out with people that go to daily mass every day because, like, we don't. Mm-hmm. That's just oh, not, no, no, no. not in our cards at this moment in life. Um, and there have been a few friendships, especially for me, um, like coming out of, like, high school and college. At those times, they were just really hard where I had to kind of slowly let go. Um, To realize that, like, I can still love you. I just need to love you from a distance Mm -hmm. because you're really hurting me. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're really bringing me towards a near occasion of sin. And, like, that's not okay. That's not what friends Mm -hmm. do. Um, But also, like, still having the same friends that I met my freshman year in college. But just as a whole, we've grown. But also... Like, the small invitations where even if we're not all at the same point in our journey, that they're okay with being invited, like, to different places and spaces. Like, last Mm -hmm. year for my birthday, all I did, all I wanted was a mass. Um, So we had mass at our house, and there were, like, ten people. Ah, that is so cool. Um, Any my priest friends listening? You'll know it's <laughs> hey. um, It was really, really special. You know, Bear got to be there. <laughs> Bear, <laughs> <Sweet> <laughs> he Prince. loved it. But you know, so we had some friends that I know. Like this isn't something that like they normally wouldn't go to a daily mass, but they knew that this was important to me. And they not only respected that, but they participated in it, and I think retrospectively, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it's. A really big part of our, our holy friendships, or friendships of any kind, is pushing someone that you love to do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love that. And mm-hmm. so, like, why would I not push you to get to heaven?
4: Uh-huh. Well, and and that that makes me think of like, um, that makes me think of like like the night before the night before our wedding, like at a <sighs> rehearsal at a rehearsal yeah. dinner, like we had. So we got married at, at Our Lady of Wisdom, and then we just had the rehearsal dinner at, like next door at uh, at Jeanmart Hall. It was super easy, like super.
3: Praise God, like, we did that because it was pouring yeah. outside, so we were all <laughs> glad to not have to go outside.
1: But, oh my gosh, did somebody collect holy water for y'all to baptize your babies in?
3: Mm, I'm guessing uh, not. Okay, anyway, go but, on. Go uh,
4: <laughs> but it, I mean, it was it was super chill. Like we we just we had a big gumbo at, at Jeanmart Hall, which was nice because everybody was able to visit and all of that. But. The thing that was uh, I think the coolest part of the night was uh, was we asked Father Rene Pellessier to uh, sit in the confessional and like just throughout the night hear confessions. What? And uh, like we it wasn't like it wasn't like, oh, if you're in the wedding, you have to do this, but like no, we just no. said like we just said like look, Father Pellessier is gonna be in the confessional. If you want to go, like the the lights on for you basically. And to see, like, all of our friends and family, like, lit- like literally run. run to the confessional, ah. uh, that was, like, that was amazing. And it was such a gift to be able to see that and, like, participate in that with our friends and family. And uh, the more I think about it, the, the more uh, I find, like, just living a, like, a sacramental life, like, that, like, that pushes us as a couple but i find that it also pushes us in our friendships and like there are some days where where we need to be pushed by our friends there are other days where we kind of have to push our friends but if it's centered around living a sacramental life and like really like trying like striving to continue to grow closer to jesus and even in the moments that we fail like continuing to get back up Mm -hmm. um like a, a quote that we Constantly, kind of went back to whenever we were at 10,000 feet earlier this month was uh, like saints aren't saints aren't saints because they never sinned because they were perfect they became saints because they whenever they would sin whenever they would fall they would continue to get up they would continue to run back to Jesus and because they would continue to run back to Jesus they would fall less and less and so I, I find that That trying to center our lives, trying to center our relationships around the sacraments is, uh, I think, I think that's why, that's why we've, like, our lives have produced the fruit that they've had, that they've had so far.
3: And like, you know, like Zach said, we didn't force anyone to go to confession. (laughs) Yeah. But they're, you know, we're busy people. Um, Like I said, you know, the people in Shreveport don't sin. So, like, for a long time, they only had confession available at every church (laughs) in, like, a 45-minute window. So whenever you have other things going on and maybe this isn't, like, your biggest priority at the moment, that makes it really hard to go. So just presenting that opportunity to our closest friends and family was awesome. And then, you know, we invited aunts and uncles just because we don't have, like, that big a family um at least when it comes to aunts and uncles once you start inviting cousins it gets crazy but um and so like some of them heard and they popped over into the church and were like well i'm here like i'm i'm already here and so 10 out of 10 if anyone is engaged or about to be engaged planning a wedding i really recommend if possible having some kind of priest available for confession during such
4: a
1: beautiful gift
3: yeah.
4: Well and then and then it was a gift for us because like we got to go to confession the night before our, our wedding. So we were literally like I didn't
3: have much opportunity to sin after that moment before yeah, yeah, my like, wedding. But
4: like just just being a, just being able to uh to receive those sacramental graces mm-hmm. like in a state of grace. Like that yep. was uh mm-hmm. that that also was a was a nice bonus as well.
2: So y'all just make it really convenient for people to pursue holiness <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean like i think that's part of you know having true friendships is like you said the vulnerability of it but also like the vulnerability of standing strong and who you are and what y'all believe and not necessarily like trying to cater in like an insecurity to like well, they don't really do that, so maybe I shouldn't do that. Like, y'all mm-hmm. have yeah. this boldness of faith, mm-hmm. but you also have this gentleness of, like, mm-hmm. inviting people into that. Yeah. And like Kayla said, I think it's... I wish people would want to pursue holiness the way they want to pursue parenthood. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get married and then I'm going to have kids. But it's really rare that you hear, well, we're going to be holy and we're going to get married or we're going to get married and we're going to be holy. It's kind of mm-hmm. like... We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. We're going to watch the kids grow up. And then we're going to pursue holiness when they leave the house or when we're like yeah. 60 or 70. And I feel like sometimes it's really hard to know the line of um, sp- like creating distance between you and friends that mm-hmm. aren't after the same thing, but also continuing to invite them and be mm-hmm. vulnerable in that because it's hard to. Sometimes it's just like trying to talk to someone who doesn't have kids about being a parent. You start to lose that commonality in conversation, and for me, that's when it becomes awkward because I'm not really interested in what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and you're probably not really interested in what I'm talking
3: about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that weird awkwardness. Well, I, I think a really good way to find a boundary is if this person is bringing you to sin or the near occasion of sin and not necessarily like y'all are going to the bar and getting drunk together, but yeah. just like, like for me and one friendship in particular that I just remember, like I just felt like she was dragging me through. There was no life in it. And I was like, mm. you know, I think now granted now, 10 years later, I feel like we could probably go have coffee and like, it'd be fine. <laughs> you yeah. know, I won't need to run the confession after, but if, if someone in your life is, is giving you that angst, Then, like, we need to respect that, maybe pray, maybe discern. Um, but one thing that, like, no matter what or where our almost all of our friends are in their journey is they know that, like, if we're going to go to Sunday brunch, like, okay, well, we're going to go to eight o'clock mass. We'll meet you at nine. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we vocalize that plan where even if you aren't coming to mass with us, we're like low key unintentionally reminding you, like, (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's this Sunday. It's, to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sunday. We go to Mass on Sundays. Low-key, That's sneaky Jesus. And it's not intentional. It's not always for the sake of like, oh, I have to really convert this one friend or whatever. Um, but I think that's just, that's kind of how the Holy Spirit works. And that's how he allows hmm. himself to like work through us. is just those gentle reminders of like, Oh, it's, oh shoot, it is Sunday. Like, I can't mm-hmm. do Sans Ponce Sunday. Because I haven't gone to Mass <laughs> on Sunday. Sans Ponce Sunday. Oh like, what? <laughs> Sans Sunday. Yeah, Sans Pants. Um sorry, uh, Kayla went to Europe recently cool. so I figured yeah, things just-, just changed so much yeah. my life. But, you know, just just to kind of like g- gently remind like oh yeah it is Lord's Day. I would love to go to lunch with you but like let's do 12:30 cuz we're serving at 11. Mm-hmm. But like if I see you at mass, I love to see friends at mass Me unexpectedly. Yeah. Like we it's just saw a friend we went to need mass before we came. We saw a friend at mass that like I really didn't expect to see him there and mm-hmm. so it was just like Hi. Yeah. I'm uh, glad to see you. Like, the Cathedral? It.
4: No. no we went uh, to STM. We, we, Father Shu did a pop-up mass at the at the shiny new chapel. <laughs>
3: a pop-up mass? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's cool.
4: <laughs> yeah. Nah.
1: Stockingham's getting super old. I can't keep up with this dude's schedule. I'll drive all the way to Mermontagas <laughs> and I'm the air. He's like, where's the STM? He's not there. I'm like, what? what?
4: Yeah. Uh, Yes. I feel like I feel like eventually he's gonna need to learn how to be in two places at once. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to clone him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or clone him. Yeah,
3: yeah, he's fantastic. We'll get Padre Pio it. to really. Oh, help him. Padre Pio. Y'all saw that movie that's coming out with Shia LaBeouf. I'm so excited to watch it because he's such like a method actor. Did you see him in the picture with Bishop Barron? <laughs> yes, I was like, this dude got to meet someone that's like legit gonna be a saint probably the minute he dies. Um, that's not fair. I went deep dive into, like, wait, Shia
2: LaBeouf, what's his journey? And I think, like, his dad's Jewish, but his mom was Catholic or vice versa. And he went on this, um, not, is it a pilgrimage with the order that – um Padre Pio? Padre Pio Was, was it a
3: pilgrimage or did he just
2: uh,
4: like
3: live in the monastery? I think he I think he lived
4: while. I think he lived there for like either a week or a month like an extended yeah. an extended period of time and like immersed himself yeah. into like that lifestyle like Yeah. Like he he woke up whenever they did like he would go to prayer with them, like he would work whenever they would work, like eat with them, like Bro, that's sneaky Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's
2: what I'm thinking. If he comes out of that unscathed by any level of holiness, I don't know how that's gonna happen.
1: I don't think you can. I don't think yeah. you can either. I don't, I don't think you can. I don't think Padre Pio would allow that.
3: <laughs> Your yeah. story. Like just real. for real. He he's, would intercede like
1: crazy. He's a little
3: little bossy, I feel like. <laughs> you know. He was well, a
1: fun saint to learn about. Uh Yeah, people mentioned him a lot on the podcast. I got really intrigued. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
4: and it's like it's like it's like with with anything. If you put yourself in, if you put yourself in places to allow the Lord to work, like Mm
3: -hmm.
4: more times than not, all we got to do is just get out of His way and let Him do His job. It's Um, like
3: no wonder I didn't like feel Him in college. Like it's really hard for the Lord to enter the keg. You know, like Like, it's the only place to
1: get to the kegs and nightcaps, okay?
3: Like I'm not saying that the Lord is not present on McKinley Street. Um nor did I honestly didn't spend like that much time there. I just feel like everybody in the Lafayette area just knows. Yeah. I understand that 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 uh, metaphor there. But like obviously like he's there um mm-hmm. he's omnipotent he's everywhere we know all these things we learned in sunday school but like that's not where you're gonna find the lord unless you have some like weird outer body experience probably coupled with like some things that aren't supposed to be in your body legally at least um <laughs> however Did i tell
1: you about that story with
3: <laughs> <laughs> however if you're hanging out at like with some friends even more casually at home or a mass or you go to a talk or you know I love a good like mass and pizza date like mm-hmm. that kind of thing it's a lot easier for the lord to come into your life mm-hmm. um there's like as I said those places those spaces um you
4: know well and and even and even in and that's this is something that I've kind of I've learned as I continue to mature in my faith but eat even in the moments that like i go to mass or i go to adoration or i go on a retreat and i don't receive that like immediate spiritual consolation or emotional Mm -hmm. consolation that i'm seeking that doesn't mean that that the lord's not working Mm -hmm. like that's it's still those seeds that are being planted it's uh i I forgot i forgot which it it may have been father father broussard may have told told me this or father sibley but what a priest told me this previously where like if uh like more times than not you don't necessarily feel that you're getting a sunburn but like you're still getting a sunburn like if you go outside the uv rays are still hitting you and it's still changing you it's just like that whenever you're in mass or in adoration even if you don't necessarily see the lord working on your heart that doesn't mean that you're not being changed Mm.
3: That's so true, oh, that's but I'm sorry for so all my true. giggles I'm <laughs> thinking about for <Super> Mother's Day. <laughs> we were at my parents' house at the pool. Uh-oh, this is going to be a good summer. And didn't, I didn't think that, like, you know. I didn't think I was getting any sun. Well, also, pool. I didn't think we it was going to be, like, I didn't realize how hot it had been. I didn't realize we were actually going to get in the pool. I thought it was going to be, like, just sit by the pool. So I put on my bathing suit. We are outside all day. I didn't put on any sunscreen, except my face. You know, gotta gotta protect the face. Um <laughs> you're a moneymaker. Meanwhile, Zach like put on so much zinc oxide sunscreen that he hugged our nephew who's wearing like a swim shirt and he's like white now. <laughs> um and like Zach and my mom are fussing at me, and I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican, it's just my base tan. <laughs> it is a solid base tan. This is probably the darkest I've been in it.
4: Do you have a picture pe- of this sunburn
1: s- that we're gonna be able to post with this episode? Absolutely not. I was
4: peeling. Yes, you do, you I was, do, don't you? I was yeah, peeling you. dead skin off of her back for a week.
3: Oh my <laughs> gosh. But sorry, that was a really that's g- why the giggles. Great analogy, yeah. but that's all I'm thinking, because I'm like, I don't need sunscreen
0: <laughs> Puerto Rican.
3: <laughs> Maybe not an adoration.
1: But probably in the swimming pool, probably. Um, that makes a boatload of sense. I do like that analogy mm-hmm. a lot because it yeah. is really difficult sometimes to, to feel all the feels, especially if you're like me and you're already feeling all the feels. Yeah. Um,
3: and if so you're it like it me and Christy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> where are they at? <laughs> I
2: was talking about that in spiritual direction. Sometimes how hard it is to be friends with Kayla. Cause I'm like, she's over here balling in the corner and I'm like, Straight into
1: <laughs> <laughs> your spiritual director's probably like she's a slob goodbye. You like, don't need to don't compare yourself. i too hard. She's a hot mess.
4: <laughs> well, and and I think uh, I I think there's there's certainly some there's certainly some like spiritual maturity that comes yes. with like not like not receiving that yeah. emotional or spiritual consolation immediately. But still choosing to go back the next day and the next day and still saying, like, Lord, like, I don't feel you right now. Like, I'll be honest. I don't feel you right mm-hmm. now. I don't see you working. But I trust that you are and I'm still showing up for you.
2: But you're here. But yes. you're here. That faith. Oh, my gosh. that's so true. I'm like, God sometimes laughs at me that even after, <laughs> like, a retreat or any kind of adoration, I, feel, I go straight into desolation. <laughs> He's like, Well, put it to you. No, I'm kidding. I think he's really just trying to make room in my heart to receive Mm -hmm. what it was. But and he knows that if I would receive it in the minute, it would be like that carrot, Mm -hmm. and I would chase after the carrot instead of after him.
4: Yeah. So don't Mm -hmm. stop showing up.
1: Yeah. Don't stop showing up Mm -hmm. to get that tan. I'm working through some brokenness right now, but all I just heard (laughs) from Zach was Kayla's spiritually immature. (laughs) 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 And you're not the first holy person to tell me that. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? If that's the case, I'll hang here it's, for a little bit. I don't think that's what that means. Little... It, it's, no, that's just what I it's heard. Not, it's, that's not just about me, it's not, not
4: spiritual immaturity. It's childlike faith.
1: Yes. Oh, there you go. Look yeah. at that, how quick he changed really? that narrative. That's See, what I'm about. Bro, Zach's the man Zach's
2: up for spiritual directees if anybody needs that. <laughs> oh, gosh, Are,
4: you do no. that?
2: Are
1: you not gonna do you that should. I'm kinda waiting on you. Oh gosh.
4: I'm you
1: already unofficially s- spiritual direct spiritually oh, directed. Yeah. I was gonna say he so, um, already has a big old messy home to deal with. Oh yeah, my <laughs> gosh. So
4: ill equipped. Gosh.
1: You're not no, ill equipped at all.
2: That's why we like y'all coming. We learn so much from y'all, y'all. Y'all are
1: the reason I feel so comfortable in my own skin chasing holiness. Mm. I remember when Emily, or we, Sh- we were in Shreveport. You were up there yeah. with me. And she was like, y'all come have coffee with me in the morning. Like, I can't even think of a time any of my friends were just like, let's go have coffee before work. Because that's just not how me and my friends yeah. used to hang out. It wasn't over coffee or tea. It was over Wine and tequila and beer pong, which is still fun. But I remember thinking, huh, I've never done this before. And then just that little breakfast. I know. Isn't that crazy? She wouldn't stop talking about
3: you after that. Oh,
1: the whole
2: way home. Like, whatever she saw in you, she wanted. I
1: wanted it so bad.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are going to make me have feelings. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true. And that was, what, three, four years ago? Three Mm -hmm. years ago.
4: First watch.
3: Yeah. 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 The brunch place in Shreveport that doesn't serve alcohol that I've <laughs> come to find out. Yeah. I mean, which is probably for the best because we ended
1: up going to work. I
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about that instance. There yeah. was the first time we went, I was like, oh, let's go to brunch. And then I was like, oh, this is breakfast. <laughs> and but then you moses. came on
1: the podcast and just totally wrecked me. I mean, <laughs>
3: I, I listen
1: back to your episode yeah. constantly. Oh, gosh. That's why we're asking you, like, when are you going to do this spiritual direction thing? Because I know you don't see your gift but there's no freaking way you're not called to that like there's just not
3: oh after the episode my mom did i feel like zach could be a good spiritual director yes. and i'm like i, I feel like scary. you're just seeing my husband for the first time I, <laughs> yeah you're like okay this is why
1: i married him yeah, yeah. he's gonna spiritually direct me right into the pearly gates <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're aiming for um i yeah. put a little mini quote on my Um presentation last week. Mm -hmm. And he comes up to me after he's like, Did you really have to call me out? I'm like, Oh, did you really have to change my whole life? (laughs) But did you really have to change my whole life? In that one sentence of saying, This is a love that deserves a response. I'm like, dang.
2: I'm still trying to figure out what that means. (laughs) Like I'm
1: still pondering the word love. Hmm. Father Nick broke it broke that phrase down for me so beautifully when I was asking him about um examining my conscience. like I really wanted to mm-hmm. dig deeper into make it past the Ten Commandments, make it past you know that Corinthians verse of Kayla's mm-hmm. love and Kayla's you know, mm-hmm. not boastful and Kayla's not this mm-hmm. Kayla's like that. and then I I kept going back to what you said and Father Nick reiterated it and he said, when think about every moment in your day, when something beautiful or something crappy is happening to you how are you responding to god's love in that moment and then it really hit me in those really tiny mm. tiny moments of um like a little a little burst of road rage or a curse word which you know for me comes out <laughs> like oxygen and sarcasm mm. but in those little tiny moments of my day when I wasn't stopping to think that that wasn't the best way for me to respond to God's love. Mm -hmm. Like almost every single time I do something tiny, it's like a little prick to him. Mm -hmm. And it's not a prick of popcorn, it's like a a tack, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it's just, Mm -hmm. and all of those combined, I'm like, that's not how we're supposed to respond to God's love, you know? You're starting to sound like St. Therese. Mm -hmm. Even on the tennis court, like when you Mm -hmm. get frustrated with yourself or frustrated with your partner or your opponent, Mm -hmm. instead of getting frustrated, I started freaking saying Hail Marys Mm -hmm. because that's the better way to respond to his love. And you said it's a love that demands and deserves a response. And I'm like, okay. Uh Okay.
4: I need I need to start doing that because I get so competitive. <laughs> like, uh, like last last weekend we were at False River and we were playing cross net with some friends, and I'm not I'm not the most athletic. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm still competitive, and so that's just not a good combination. So, so I wouldn't I wouldn't get mad at other. people. I mean, you're people. not
3: uncoordinated. Would, no, I'm
4: not. But I would just get so so frustrated with my with myself, and so. That's a good.
1: Oh, sometimes I don't mm-hmm. make it past Hail Mary full of mm-hmm. grace. I just need her to give
4: me all the grace in that yeah. little second. Yeah. Or uh, I like. Uh, I was listening to, to Father Mark Miley's episode earlier this week, and uh, I like his. Uh, he said his favorite prayer is "Come Holy Spirit," because yeah. you can you can use it in just about any situation. If you're mm-hmm. happy, if you're sad, if you're thankful, if you're frustrated, just mm-hmm. come Holy Spirit.
1: That's it. That's it. Yeah, I need just something bigger than me Mm -hmm. to respond.
3: It's okay if not, because I remember, I guess it was probably like college-ish, you know, where I'm like really getting into my faith and I'm realizing like, oh, well, they have these these sisters that pray every day, all day, every minute of the day. Like, obviously, I need to do that, too, because it's not just them that are supposed to be holy and spiraling, shocker, Um, and... I confessed that to a priest. I was like, "I'm not praying all the time," and he's like, well, "You're you're not meant to like constantly like. Don't feel guilty. Don't be scrupulous in your life where you're not. He's like, just live it in love. Mm. Um, so like, it's okay if when you you go to get mad, maybe you don't say the whole Hail Mary um, play in your tennis match, but that you just stop, take a breath. Um, Redirect. Remember, like, okay, um, let me not let me not sin. Um, okay. Practice the pause, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like prizes. Take a second pause. Bounce your ball a couple times before <laughs> you serve, um, and just be like, okay, this is this is a new a new moment here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because like some of us can be really scrupulous in our to ourselves um, especially in an examination of conscious like I'm going to give myself the worst um, peer review <laughs> thing you know like I oh, don't uh, struggle with that <laughs> <laughs>
1: like oh no there's more somewhere
2: yeah it's it's hard Um I didn't think I was scrupulous until I started reading I think it might be this this book that I was talking about with um, St. Therese, Walking the Little Way. Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever read that one?
4: Mm, I don't think so. It's
2: so good. Walking the Little Way by Joseph Schmidt. It's awesome. Mm. And it talks about, like, not doing violence against yourself or mm-hmm. others. And how she, I don't know that it actually said this, but whenever we were at Steubenville and... um, um. Hayden said something about, like, our questions are full of, like, awe and curiosity. I thought, like, what if I could use the gift that I have of curiosity and instead of being scrupulous with myself, because I'm more scrupulous with, like, oh I shouldn't have said that that way, or Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back and do that over, and then I kind of beat myself up over it that way. Um, Like, turn that into an opportunity to be curious and, like, turn it into like humor and see it as an opportunity to love God within me and love God within other people, which sounds so simple, but it's so hard. And I think that's why I'm starting to understand why so many people love St. Therese mm-hmm. is because you read the book and you feel like she wrote this about me. <laughs> and I'm like, how many other people think that, you know, it's like these little irritations and these little things that come out in other people that you make it about you and she just shows you, like, how she used those for opportunities to love God and to let God love her better. Mm-hmm. So when you said it just des- deserves a response, that's kind of when it clicked, like, oh, that's exactly what she meant. That was her little way of, like, all those little annoyances, whether it's ourselves or others, are opportunities mm-hmm. for us to love ourselves better and love others better. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. a gift in the present moment, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Her, her theology or like her whole spirituality mm-hmm. was so <clears throat> it's so simple but so complex but yes. i think i think the simplicity of it is what makes it so hard at least for me uh-huh. because i want to overcomplicate everything <laughs> it's like no there has to be more than this yes <laughs> but really really at the at like that was uh it, it reminds me so much of like of Like whenever, whenever Father Joe Bro would, uh, like whenever I'd go to confession to him at the end of it, like after he'd, have, after he'd give me absolution, he would say, okay, now go, now go let God love you. And mm. it's just like, like that's like that sentence would always just completely wreck me because it's yeah. just like, okay, let, like, let him love me. Yeah. Let him love Was me. Was that
1: your penance? Uh-huh. Because you struggled with it so mm-hmm. much? Yeah.
3: God, um, man,
0: I'd, I'd be like what does it mean those, yeah. give those me a 1, 2, 3, three. <laughs> yeah.
3: can I just pray for Hail Mary yes I mean yeah. for, <laughs> yes. for rosaries
1: Yeah. I'd, like, I'd rather just no, yeah. I need the next priest I go to yeah. whoever's listening um, I need that too because yeah. I struggle with that like
4: mm-hmm. he, he said like there was one one thing like there was one penance he gave me he said uh, he said sit in front of the tabernacle and let God love you
3: let God love mm. you mm-hmm. that sounds horrible horrible <laughs> I mean, like the the action sounds great, but like I would feel the need to stay twenty four hours. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like how long do how long do I stay? Am I doing it Does right? Does he really love me? Uh, Does he do you really love me, me yet? Does he love me yet?
4: Uh, <laughs> Is this enough time? I mean, <laughs> it, it reminded me of like I, it was one, one of the one of the episodes that Father Dupre was was on. He said he he would love to intentionally give like scrupulous people like yeah. very very easy penances. <laughs> Cause it's like, no, like, I, like, like I'm a horrible sinner. Like I've I deserve, bad. yeah, I've been bad. <laughs> like give him, like, make me, make me pray five holy hours or like,
1: <laughs> make me work
2: and, for and it. it's so, like, and go it's,
4: hug your mama. And, and, and really, <laughs> but really though, like it's so, but really though, it's so like, that's, that's such a damaging way to like approach like your relationship with Jesus, because really like, No amount of holy hours, no amount of daily masses, like nothing will ever, like there's nothing that we can do that will allow us to earn God's love. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus loves us so much that he chose, like willingly chose to die for us. And not just us as in humanity, but like me, Zachary, Emily, Christy, Kayla. And like who who am I to say that that wasn't good enough?
0: Right. Like, who am
4: I to say that that sacrifice wasn't good enough for me? Who am I to say like, you know what Jesus, like your sacrifice on the cross was okay, but I still need to pray these five holy hours because that will make me good enough.
3: Yeah. I need to perform. (coughs) You haven't done enough. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, doing confirmation retreats when I was in college, we did this one skit. um, We're like, you have your, your three. (laughs) bad Mama that come in to go to confession and they're talking in the confession line and it's like what did you do like you know what are you in for and it's like i peed in the holy water font or you know like i tripped somebody Wait, on the way out of church
4: like i'm sorry <laughs> what we were okay was, was, that very, was
3: that why it's warm <laughs> you know it's like not a
1: jacuzzi <laughs>
3: It was a very dramatic skit. You know, like, we, we tried to make, like, the beginning part funny where, and then, like, you have where they, like, go oh off gosh. to the side and they do, like, confession. Um, and then they come back and they're like, oh, you know, and they all put in bets. Like, whoever has the worst penance wins whatever. And so it was, a uh, like, an ad-lib kind of skit. And so, like, people would throw in their car keys, they, you know, throw some money, all the things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like one comes back with like seven rosaries and the next person has to like stay in the chapel for hours and hours. And of course, like the last person, you know, that's where that's where you get the moral of the story. Um, and the priest would tell him like, okay, you have to go out to the prayer garden, get in front of the crucifix, look at Jesus and say, you did all this for me. And I don't give a damn. Three times. And so like in the skit. They would go out and, like, we'd have somebody, like, on a cross. Um, And as soon as, like, you know, like, no matter how many times I've seen it and I know these people and they didn't do whatever sins that they said they did in the skit, it was just so emotional to hear someone say that. And then, like, the Jesus of the skit would get off the cross and, like, give them this big hug. Oh, my gosh. Like that visualization. Like no matter how much I laughed in the beginning about what these people came up with, what they said they did, like how many hours of whatever penance they had to do, um, just that that visual of of seeing Jesus get off the cross and come to you, um, also reminds me like at ten thousand feet, one of like the really beautiful. Um, it was really cool for me to go. It was the first time I ever went. And I got to you know, hear some of the talks, learn some things, but just the, the visualization and the intentionality that the team has put into the flow of the week is amazing. Well they start off at the beginning of the week, you kind of situate yourself in a position in relevance to a, a statue of Jesus. And just like, are you facing him? Are you facing away? Are you looking back at him? Are you close? Are you far? Are your hands open? Are they closed? So what like Christy, means? they
1: put a, uh... Jesus in the middle of the room,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then have everybody kind of stand. Right, this is how you, can you can do, kind of do whatever, whatever you go whatever you whatever posture you want, however close or far away from him you want. Are you
3: reaching out? Are you laying down? Are and you- like
1: you just go and just get and be
3: mm-hmm. where you
1: are, who you are, and like just the image of that. Yeah, and then like she said, they're asking like, "Well, are you looking at him? Or are you?"
2: Like in a reflection afterwards,
3: like yeah, like kind of part have? of part of the talk in the small group. Okay. We talked about that after, but at the end of the week, like off the cuff, Lance Strother did it. Where like he moved the statue, he had one of the the leaders get into the same stance that he was in the beginning, um, and he like picked up Jesus and like brought him closer and then like set him into his lap, um, and like the intellect in me is like. Oh, well, it's just a plastic statue in his lap. But, like, the heart in me is just like, you know, I'm an adult here. I know this. I've seen this. I've told kids this. I've told people this. I, I know this. But, like, sometimes we just need that visualization and that reminder that, like, Jesus is not a statue.
2: Yeah.
3: He is living. He's living in the Eucharist. Most presently, he's living on the cross for us. He's living through the Holy Spirit. He's living through the intercession of the saints, through the intercession of our friends and our family. And he is coming to you. He's getting off the cross. He's not a statue. He's not just there. Mm. Like, yes, we obviously, it'd be great if we'd be at his feet with our arms wide open, ready to climb the mountain. You know, like, that would be amazing. And I would love to live there. But, like, he is our God that loves me so much that, like, he's not going to leave me mm. in the corner of the room, turn around. He's going to come and find me in the dark and twisty. <laughs> He'll find me at the keg. Might be a little hard. <laughs> it's kind of dark in there. But, like, he he's not in one place Mm. like it's so beautiful that we do have these places and spaces that we can go to that are devoted to the lord like our churches and our chapels it's beautiful that we reflect and respect that honor and dignity that it deserves with the gold and the artwork and we raise the reverence of the space but like how much more beautiful is it that like god's gonna find me in Where my bedroom, in my house, on the bathroom floor, mm-hmm. wherever I am. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be one of our, our medals or images that as as Catholics we get to venerate and have in our homes mm-hmm. and our spaces. Um, it might be through my spouse. It might be through a friend, through family, through a prayer, through a song. However, that I need to be spoken to. Like god is gonna use it that's so stinking cool look at emily i mean preach girl that was so, <laughs> so I'm reading about saint hildegard right now and just how she like was um one of the first women to ever actually get permission from the pope to preach in a way like obviously she didn't perform mass as a priest but she actually got permission to like preach and and spread the good news um did they get permission to do that well just it wasn't a thing like women didn't talk then you oh. know um back in the 1100s Wait for her for asking permission yeah. i'd rather ask forgiveness but it's- <laughs> i don't think she really asked for per- i don't think she asked for permission no so i know what you're saying so is she got permission yeah um was but, she one of the doctors of the church yeah the so we reading women? that book Maybe it was Diana. Somebody oh, yeah. talked it about. Yeah, it was Diana. Diana. Yeah. Accidental theologian. So, like, yeah. as soon as I heard the podcast episode, went on Amazon, ordered it, and sat there forever, and I actually picked it up. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm reading it right down. now. Yep. Um, and so it it's just one of those things that, like, just reminds me, like, okay, come on, women, we need to be badass. We need to be leaders within the church and, like, not just rely on everybody, on the religious. Yeah. Like, come on, lay people, let's step it up. Mm-hmm. get everybody to heaven <laughs> get everybody to heaven I want it to we be, need be really it right crowded now,
1: mm-hmm. we need that feminine genius in the mm-hmm. church yeah I've been like so ble- like just I'm gonna just share a little praise but I've been so blessed um the last few months to kind of witness a few of my friends like you know that core group um with me just walk in a little closer and closer and you know watching their families transform and their marriages transform and all these really beautiful things happen and mm-hmm. oh it's just it just gives me the warm and fuzzies <laughs> oh, it's good stuff yeah our little feminine hearts mm-hmm. he made us pretty special for a reason um how's the business <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: booming it's weird, y'all. It's weird. It's, it's so weird. Um I'll I'll say this like forever. This is just like living living dreams I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it it's still really cool just to to see people. Um it's like talk about saints in different ways and like they see me and they associate like oh hey I have your sticker on my car or your keychain or whatever and so I ask them like what saint do you have Um, and so it's it's fun to see who people have devotions to especially Mm -hmm. in this area but it's even more beautiful just to see and learn a little bit of their stories whenever I get to know a little bit or help them pick out a saint for someone like what was their name what did they like to do Um, what, what are some words, you know, that you either think of them, um, or you would like for them to live by. Um, so that's, you know, so super fun. We're, we've officially, we, yeah, we, (laughs) um, (laughs) did your intern still, huh? Or did you get a promotion? Uh, No, no no.
2: promotion.
1: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Zach's like any day now VP. Yeah, yeah.
2: still there. Still lady. the
3: unpaid intern. He's but, showing up regardless.
2: Um, Them feelings haven't come yet, but he's still showing up for <laughs>
3: you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, I I have a website now, which mm. that that's super fun and something that I never even imagined. Um. I just put up, like I have, I've been having like the prints and stickers and keychains, but I just put up some original pieces on the website. So even just like having that available and out there, because there are some saints that I've painted, like I was telling Zach, we were going through them and he was like, you still have St. Maximilian Colby? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why? This is, this is a good one. <laughs> and I was like, well, because St. Max Colby was just canon canonized like fairly recently in our in our history especially compared to some of the older saints more traditional ones you know he was a saint that survived the holocaust well he didn't survive but he lived during the holocaust you know he was in a concentration camp and so people of our parents generation don't know about him as a saint Mm -hmm. because he wasn't a saint yet um he's popular with the a little bit younger generation that like we heard him or we heard about him whenever we were in school or at a conference or mm. something. So just to have it uh, available to maybe the people that aren't shopping at the Christmas market for mm-hmm. their 16 grandkids yet. Um, <laughs> but also just, it's it, so like, that's fun too. Um, but, you know, I feel like I'm constantly expanding. Um, we'll be at the Louisiana church interiors and gifts at, in Crowley. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, that, congratulations. They're awesome. Yeah, so there's some stuff there probably since the last – oh, yeah, definitely since the last time I've been here. I'm at the Silver Suitcase now, so that, that's a new one. Um, And it's just fun to see the relationships that come from this mm-hmm. outside of just my customers, but even, like, my girl Crystal at the Silver Suitcase. <laughs> I talk about her like she's my best friend, and I talk about her all the time. You know, like, now whenever I go to drop something off, like, I'm there for an hour and a half. Because we talk about everything under the sun from Saints and just making sure that she is emotionally and physically prepared if someone has a question for her <laughs> about my art. Um, But also just, like, about life stuff, about, like... Why, why'd you decide to send your kids to public school if you went to Catholic school? Why are um, you doing this? Like, oh, she's taking off some time to go serve at Camp Abbey, you know? So, like, I'm just getting to know her and, like, um, cool. I love that her employee, Sydney. And, like, that's just another one of those, like, weird ways that I've made, like, some holy friendships. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my girl Crystal and Sydney at the Silver Suitcase. <laughs>
1: Y'all go check them out. Shout oh, out. Shout Maybe they'll out. want to sponsor your episode.
3: <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had
1: to I had to throw it in there. we right. can't <laughs> not this is my job. but you know like it it's just it isn't that what it's so all about fun. though it's yes. like
2: I mean we all need we need to make money to sustain like our websites and yeah. our podcasts like we and we want to support our families but um ultimately it's not about any of that no. in terms of success it's about the relationships and the people mm. like you guys that come into your life that just keep pushing you and motivating you a little bit more to just keep taking those steps forward. Yeah.
3: And I mean, obviously it's affirming whenever someone is like, Oh, your work is so beautiful. Yeah. Like that, that's affirming and that's great. But like what I love even more is like, um, I I've seen you guys promoting cause the tickets just went on sale for the, oh, um, yeah. be healed or um, healing the whole person. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, event while well, I was, I went and had, Lunch or sup, some meal with, uh, one of the girls on the leadership team. We're hoping to kind of team up and get something done for them. Uh, oh. and so just getting to know her and her story. Um, she got to know a little bit about me and my story. Turns out we're both occupational therapists. Um, what? you know, like making little connections here and there and just hearing a little bit of her testimony, um, and her on her journey. Um, And it's not all about me inspiring other, like, obviously, I do this so that other people can get to heaven, they can see the paintings that I paint, they can either better relate to these saints or find someone in their life that relates to these saints and be inspired to love and serve the Lord more passionately. But like, it's so much fun to get to know our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really good segue for me, because I'm not the girl that's going to come up to you after mass and say like hey i've seen you here two weeks in a row what's your name absolutely not it's <laughs> <laughs> not going um but jesus is like i'm going to have to bring the people to emily Yep, mm-hmm. yeah um and, sure and enough, he has yeah. he has he really has and so he's allowed me you know this interesting like just avenue for me to just be comfortable talking about people but and two people but about him um, for the glory of God Mm. and like it's amazing and thankfully I have like a really great support system Um, an intern that works super hard cuts all the paper packages things sometimes (laughs) Um, spends his birthday at a ridiculously hot market but like that's fine (laughs) <laughs> I mean, so serves a promotion already. A a yeah, we'll so, if anyone that's listening has some kind of like Christmas market or something <laughs> that we need to do, y'all contact me. Yes. Or um,
1: yeah. Or Zach.
3: Yeah. Because something else has changed
1: since the last time you've been here.
3: <laughs> yes. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we're expecting. Uh huh. In 10 weeks. Like, yeah. super yeah, soon. Like very soon. Yeah. Soon, so, I don't very know if Emily's going to be working in any markets, but Zach's available. Yeah. Um, so, contact Zach. Yeah. Congratulations,
3: by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, um, John Michael will be joining us in September um, or late August. That'd be fine too. It's kind of hot.
1: <laughs> Just a little.
3: Yeah. Um, but we're excited mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Having to like, Get our lives together, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, how the what is what's the Christmas carol where they're like prepare and room?
4: Uh, oh prepare yeah, prepare him room. Prepare yeah. joy,
3: him Nailed room. The joy, the joy,
4: joy to the world. Yeah, <laughs> joy to the world. That song. Yeah, I'm
3: sorry, my brain doesn't
1: work anymore. But it's a conundrum because uh, she's like, oh, the room. we have to prepare him room, and that doesn't feel super joy to the worldy right now.
3: Wait, yeah. but oh. like literally, we have to prepare him some room because like.
2: Side note, tangent. Yeah. We need to break dis- the devastating news that you found out this morning about song lyrics real quick. And then we need to get back to the nursery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, boy.
3: <laughs> so, what <laughs> did you find out? Okay. Y'all know that Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Cotton candy. Yeah.
1: Let's go sing it. Cotton candy. Let me see. Tootsie Roll. Right before that. So, my whole life, our whole lives. Yeah. We've been thinking that it's cotton candy, sweet, sweet as, as gold, gold. Let me see your Tootsie it's roll. roll. It's not sweet as gold. That's not the lyrics to the song. Oh. It's cotton candy, <laughs> sweetie, go.
3: I uh, know. Really? That's how we uh, felt. No. It's, uh, really? <laughs> Can we do a consult on this? Can we change it? That's what I said. We need to sign a
1: petition. That is not what I sang my whole childhood. That's not what I'm gonna sing ever. No, it's but I'm probably not gonna sing a song anymore because I'm just mad. Like, yeah.
4: I, just mad about it.
1: Did you fact check him? Fact uh, check I it. Tend to fact check priests. <laughs> <laughs> tend to take them by their word. When words. it comes to the tootsie
2: roll, we might need to. <laughs> it's not in the catechism. Total tangent to side note. Yeah. I'm gonna Google it while you finish no, talking. But I wanted, I wanted you to tell us. Um. What saint are you going to put in the nursery? Yeah, you have saint, two saint,
4: saint Michael. Are I'm, you doing both? I'm glad you asked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually going to put way more than that. Um, <gasps> not like all around them, but I don't know if we all like remember. Okay, no. No. <laughs> no you know how all the saints line the outside of the Vatican? Yeah, and I'm not painting the ceiling. We're not.
4: Um, no, but you
1: could just do stickers.
3: Well, so I don't know if y'all remember, I did that large piece for Holly Clock Uh that had, like, 15 saints. Yeah, all the saints. She really pushed me, like, physically and boundaries of space. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's totally doable. Wait, I didn't actually try before I committed, but that's fine. So I'm going to do a big piece with a bunch of saints, and so I'm reaching out to... I say reaching out, so, like, texting my mom and my sister, um, like, our immediate family, John's godparents, um, aunts and uncles, and I'm having everyone suggest some male saints. That's um, so cool. Yeah. I mean, so you cool. know who I'm going to suggest.
1: <laughs> and now that you can paint him, I think you need to put him in there.
3: I mean, I'll, I don't know why you wouldn't want your kid to be, like, fun and go oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Of course, hear yeah, That's who she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we'll have like Saint John the Baptist, JP two, and Michael. You know, like mm-hmm. his namesakes. Yeah. Um, but then, like a Samuel, a Gerard, a Jerome, Francis, Sebastian. Um, mm. Like Joseph. you say those as that
2: as though they're all just like oh yes, is that suggestions or is that you're like your favorite? Well, um, let me see if I get
1: this Saint right. Sebastian, Saint Gerard, is. I think he's the patron saint of tennis balls um but he's no i swear but I, he's also the patron saint of children Ma- mamas Ma- uh, mamas
3: expecting mamas expe- and uh yeah. women who've experienced miscarriages yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So thanks. watch oh i bet you i'm right <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny if he is extra he'll be on there twice if it is um, by the way, I was one in three in my tennis league this year. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, you got a win Got Hey y'all, it was a big deal. You got into the W um, column. But, so like my mom is the one that said, well, St. Gerard needs to be on there because I've, I've prayed through his intercession every single day since you told us you were pregnant and like after your dad's oh, class cool. miscarriage and she was like, so he needs to be there. Um, and so like it, like I was telling Zach, you know, it's really kind of fun to reach out to people and like ask um, for them just because you you know you never know it, somebody like his brother was like I've been looking up saints for hours <laughs> 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 and he's like this is this is why and he said Saint Sebastian so I just thought like oh sports but he was like perseverance oh, I was like oh that's good I that's definitely good thought you were going the sports route <laughs> Saint Sebastian but, um, oh, I don't know much about him okay. he's a patron saint of athletes so he's real big among, amongst high school boys <laughs> um, but apparently he's really associated with perseverance, which is a good, a good quality and charism that I would love for John to have. And so I'm just doing this big, like kind of mashup of, of male saints in particular, just, you know, protect my baby, please. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of seeing
2: Where? like a saints coffee table book with all your art in it with all the little <sighs> saint stuff. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> yes yeah, no comment <laughs> i, mean, yeah, I make, think the
3: tennis balls thing i might have made that up. you might have i don't know i mean i've definitely kind of thought about um just that and you know like uh, uh, saint books and all those things but just mostly not necessarily again to like display my art and my saints but because One thing that I've really learned through this whole journey is just the importance of intercessory prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you run to your friends and family um, and ask the holiest people that you know to pray for you during these certain times. So, like, why would I not ask people that I know are for sure and confirmed in heaven? Um, It's a beautiful gift that we have, especially as Catholics. Yeah. and just the importance of it and just the fact that, like, we are not worshiping statues or people that aren't Jesus. Um, this love is all to be brought to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm just asking somebody that's already in heaven. Um, so, I mean, the idea of getting intercessory prayer via the saints out there in whatever way that I can is super appealing. I mean, we'll have to see what the Holy Spirit yeah. <laughs> does with that one. Yeah. Um, you never know. That'd be cool. Just plant a little seed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the baby first. Then you'll see what you have.
3: The yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see what kind of time we got going mm-hmm. on here. <laughs> Things will probably change just a little bit, you know. But it's fine. Just a
4: smidge. <laughs> just
3: a smidge. You're going to reach a whole nother level of holiness. I was talking. I hope so. <laughs> I was talking to someone earlier today and she has, um, a child that's about to be two, and then one that's seven months. And she was just saying, like, how, you know, like she picks up this one, feeds them, does this, goes pick up that one, then she has dinner, and then all this stuff. And I was like, you know, one thing that, like, I'm just really worried about in parenthood. And I could see she, like, had a concerned face. And I was like, how do you get your kid, like, how do you have supper ready at 5 (laughs) p.m.? And she just busted out laughing. She's like, well, she eats our leftovers from yesterday. (laughs) And she's like, we don't have supper ready. She has supper ready She's like she has food And I was like okay That makes me feel so much better Because there's no way I thought you were going to say The one thing I'm really worried about Is who's going
1: to feed Zach (laughs) Because you posted the other day You're like dude loves When I have dinner made before 7 I'm like poor Zach bro. I've been working hard all day Um, But it made me
4: giggle So I thought that's what you're going to say Like who's going to feed poor Zach
3: Oh, no. I mean, no. I'll
4: get food myself. Yeah. Mean, he,
3: he can be independent.
4: Yeah. I, I can self sustain.
3: But it's like not very often, <laughs> like, even with being off in the summer, it's not like very often that, like, we have it all together that, like, we're eating supper before 7 p.m. and, like, that's when, like, kids go to bed. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I eat. Get all those things done.
0: Dude,
1: I have a friend. Both of her babies went to sleep at 530 every single night and slept until 530 or Mm. 630 every single morning. And I will figure out for you what she did to have that magic happen. But two of the most well-behaved children on the planet. Hmm.
3: Well, maybe like five thirty-five because Zach normally doesn't get home till five thirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. But I mean, I'm sure you could, sh- you know, we
1: could
4: do shit. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that that I mean, the sacramental graces for yeah. marriage are pretty powerful. They've gotten They're us just this like, far. You know, roll You've on got
3: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it it's, fine.
4: Ca- call on, it's fine. Colin, it's fine. Colin, the sacramental graces. She said that seventeen races. times. <laughs>
2: the sacramental, call graces. On the sacramental graces. I wish I would have known I I that was a thing. I wish it's, I would have known that it's, was a thing.
4: It's powerful, and those graces are available, like, like all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. So, like, tell me, when do you do that?
4: When we pray. Um, but, I mean, like. like, like <laughs> sorry, that was a very, that was a <laughs> I mean, very sarcastic no, no, that was a very, like, broad <laughs> question. But I'm just thinking, to.
2: like, okay, God, now my eyes are completely open to, what, like, what does that look like? I know when you pray together as a couple well, that obviously like
4: right. fills
2: mm-hmm. all the the sacramental graces you're calling upon those. But like as a husband, do you call on those sacramental graces solely for yourself or do you call on them mm-hmm. for her or like what does that prayer sound like? If you wouldn't mind that's sharing. A, that's a
4: good question. Um, like I got like obviously when like when we pray together and like we're either like discerning something or like honestly if like if we're just like one or both of us are in need of healing Mm -hmm. um like we we call on we call on those on those graces like the grace to be healed like just saying like lord we desire to be healed give us give us the grace to receive that healing um and also like just like I, I, know for for me at least in my personal prayer, like I pray for for Emily every every day, and I, I feel like it's. I, I don't know if it's specifically like though, like I, I don't I don't know if like God keeps track of those graces, probably not, but yeah. but just uh, I feel Did like you just see him
1: with his checklist,
4: yeah, the little, yeah. T- little <laughs> yes. tally marks, you can use that up, <laughs> but uh, fill
1: it
2: back up, boss. <laughs> but but
4: no, like just because because really like uh, really like. God's graces are never ending, yeah. like, and he's constantly wanting to give us those graces. We just have mm. to be willing to ask, to ask for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, That's a good point though. Uh, I think that's, and, and uh, I, I'm in no way speaking, sp- taking like an authoritative standpoint, but, uh, I, I definitely think the, like just simply asking for those graces, like God wants to give us those graces, mm-hmm. we just have to ask for it and have the mm-hmm. humility to ask for it and have the humility to recognize like, Lord, we're in need of you. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be healed. Mm-hmm. We need clarity whenever we're discerning something. Like uh, I think that's I think that's where like asking for those graces come into play. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's almost kinda like commissioning your um guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Um who is supposed to protect your vocation and help get you to heaven. Mm -hmm. Unless you call on them, they're always there, but unless Mm -hmm. you like call on them, they intercede in a very special way. So like when you're talking, I'm thinking, so maybe the sacramental graces help you to live out that sacrament together and separately and Mm -hmm. the fruit of your sacrament, which are your children, in a more loving and patient and
3: fruitful way. Yeah. 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 Okay. And even like, you know, I am I'm not a very formal prayer. Except sometimes I feel like I need to introduce myself first, last name. Just to make sure you (laughs) You lie. Every once in a
1: while. You're like, Hey Jesus, it's me, Emily Petrie again.
4: Petrie comma (laughs) Emily, social security (laughs) (laughs) number.
3: You know, like I just want to make Two sure. forms
4: of identification. <laughs> so, what do
3: you do? Well, but here's a copy you of Start Off Yeah. by my address. Well, but, you know, um, so I'm, I'm not the most formal in just that prayer, but for me, um, you know, like in praying for my spouse and continuing to pray for him in the same way that I prayed for him before I met him, the same way that I prayed for him, you know, when we were dating, when we were engaged, and all those fun things, but also like in those moments of vulnerability knowing myself i could not be that vulnerable without that extra Mm. just like layer of grace and protection in knowing that we are bonded through a sacrament um and not just us but that the lord is present there too Mm. um for instance very recently i just kind of like Had a whole identity crisis um, just in that, like, we are very soon, soon and very soon, we are embracing these new roles and responsibilities as parents. And while that's absolutely beautiful, um, I'm also team Babies and Dreams. Uh, Leah Darrow is a big advocate and pushed this a lot and just that, like, Having a baby doesn't mean that you're giving up on your dream. And now that Mm -hmm. I'm at a point in my life where I'm living dreams that I never knew I had, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm still an occupational therapist. I still absolutely love the kiddos that I work with, but I'm loving and serving the Lord in a way that I really feel like he's calling me to. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea that that would suffer is really hard for me and like, you know, when you're pregnant, the whole time you're pregnant, that's all anyone talks about. And like, it's a beautiful thing to talk about, but like, I still have wounds from miscarriages there. I still have wounds from just like myself and my identity. Um, so like, it was a crying on the bathroom floor moment for yeah. me where it was just like, I feel like everything around me is changing. I'm not changing, but I feel like people are like kind of forcing that change upon me And while there's so much for me to learn about myself, about this new role, about this human that we are co-creating life with God and bringing him into the world and hopefully going to join him in heaven one day, like, I am still who I am. Like, I'm still the daughter of a king before I'm a mom. Yeah. Um, Like, my vocation is to love and serve the Lord to love my my spouse, to love my kids, um, in that order. That mm-hmm. can't go away. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm saying this without a kid present, and I know this there will bring so many, um, so many challenges and moments in that. But like my vocation is to love and serve the Lord, um, and I just really felt like I was being put in a box, and this was not intentional. It was not mm-hmm. malicious by anyone. It was just them being so excited about this new life that i was just like wait wait no like i still do other things yeah i'm a fun girl (laughs) um i'm a little awkward but (laughs)
4: but but it it was it was in in that in that moment yeah in that moment of i feel like i feel like for both of us that was very much a healing moment and like just it's like the the lord always gives us exactly what we need when we need it and i think it was in that moment that like those graces were just kind of showered upon Mm, us because i feel like that was a like having that conversation and like coming like really just being vulnerable with each other was like that was very healing
3: yeah and even just you know like obviously it wasn't like okay god i need some extra sacramental graces because i'm about to pour my heart out um sunday morning before mass and like we serve in an hour so like we gotta get it together (laughs) um like no it wasn't like that but a hundred percent the sacramental graces were so present and pouring over us because anyone that's ever had most any conversation with me knows that like that's just not something that's just gonna come up like Mm -hmm. i'm not just gonna bring up my deepest darkest fear in the moment and Mm -hmm. break out into tears um especially when i know i have to be somewhere um But it allowed me to be present and to uh, take the time to be vulnerable with my spouse, to share with him just where I'm feeling, how I need to be loved, how I need to be communicated with. And like, like Zach said, like just saying my piece, hearing his, his response, Mm. um, again, you know, like my love is not God's love, but he still respected my love and gave me a response as a spouse um, just really kind of reassured me that, like, you know, mm. yes, you 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 are the daughter of a king, uh, you are God's child. Like, this is who you are. Nothing is changing that. Yeah. Man, you set up for some good success as being a mom.
2: I'm gonna tell you that much.
3: Good. Because just
2: having that awareness, like now, I'm even rethinking the whole sacramental graces, because it's more just about the awareness that it's there oh, and what yeah. it is. Than about, like, how do I get to it? Because it's Mm -hmm. already available. It's just our awareness of it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you have an awareness of your identity and know that going into it doesn't mean that you won't get wrecked at times or that you won't get confused. But, like, that is that takes people years, lifetimes sometimes to figure out. So if you just keep those things ordered like that, God just works out all the rest. and your heart just expands to this place and you love God more because you see how much he loves you because you love this human. Oh, yeah. Beyond yeah. ways you
3: could never even imagine. It's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm super excited about totally. being a mom. Yeah. Um, and I I can't. Freaking luckiest kid on the planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't imagine just, like, the love that's going to come out of my body for my kid that's oh, my mine. Goodness. And not, like... My sister's kids. Because um, I, I know I've said this before, but, like, I would die for them. It's fine. Sandy's um, <laughs> But, you know, like, just the idea of, like, being able to receive and give that kind of love is just amazing. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's super exciting, but also just, like... Leaning into the sacramental graces. And it's in the same way. I feel like, you know, you receive sacramental graces at all of your sacraments, especially like confirmation when you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. I feel like to me, leaning into those sacramental graces was like those moments in college where I was maybe in a place or space where it was more of a near occasion of sin, where like somewhere deep down, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be here.
4: You know, mm-hmm. like,
3: that, that voice that we all associate with Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket um, and our, our conscious. Um, I, I feel it's like. weird. <laughs> Here, Jiminy Cricket and Tootsie Roll. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, y'all get the pregnancy brain, Emily, through and through. You're killing it. Um, But, you know, like, in the, those moments where, like, You you still can lean into the sacramental graces of confirmation, Mm -hmm. especially just because we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And, like, those moments of, like, an intuition of knowing, like, oh, maybe this isn't the best place for me, Mm -hmm. or I'm having a strange feeling about this, or I'm really feeling called to go here. Mm -hmm. Like, those sacramental graces still pour out onto us. Um, Lately, the sacramental graces from marriage have been, like, extra just with all the change, you know. That's why I've had to clean out the art room. (laughs) because uh, we gotta find place to put things so that John has a room which we we've, we've made a lot of progress on but you know it's fine yeah well just know
2: that um the little like I don't know I think our personalities are somewhat similar but like it's totally normal to feel like those little mini grieving moments and yeah. not really know why and where um I just wish I wish more people would have told me that existed because I kind of felt like bad for feeling sad at
3: times yeah. you know yeah especially when everyone around you is so happy yeah. for you or all they talk about is like the mm-hmm. po- the positive yeah. and the beauty of it and you're like but i don't feel like positive mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. you know and it it's you know also interesting just because you know you always look to like the people that you're closest to well my closest friends that have, that have kids most all of them had kids during a pandemic where like maybe it wasn't their intention that their identity roles and routines changed drastically but like they did just because they couldn't keep doing the things that they loved whether that was going out to brunch or like yeah going to mass for a long time like Mm -hmm. they had to just like stay home and be mom and protect their kids which is what they were called to do in that moment but it's like you know so many of like the questions that i have or the things like nobody used their strollers they didn't Mm -hmm. go anywhere (laughs) true Um, where I have some friends that are like, "That's useless," and I'm like, "But like, you also had a baby in the middle of a (laughs) pandemic. Like, where were you going now that we can
1: all go (laughs) outside?" Um. So yeah,
3: it's just it's it's been a a journey of a seven months so far, and we we need to journey the whole next Mm ten weeks. Um, hopefully not too fast, but yeah. So, Zach, what's it like to love a complicated
2: human being like a female?
3: <laughs>
4: I think that's a whole a other episode. Uh, <laughs> I was, was going to say how how much time do we I have? Know I, know, I know. We can bust it um, up into two two weeks, no problem. Gosh. But that's a great
1: question.
4: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um <laughs> so thankfully, um thankfully I grew up I grew up loving some pretty uh some pretty awesome women.
3: I thought you were going to say complicated. Oh, I was no, saying "my mom," like, I've been training
4: no, just, for this.
0: I'm going to call
3: Mama <laughs> Lee and tell her. No,
4: just my. <laughs> we my, are complicated. My mom, my mom, my grandma's, my my sister, um, just all all amazing women in their own in their own way. So I, I feel like I feel like they kind of molded me. Uh, my mom, she's hilarious. She says that she she raised uh, she raised my brother and I to be good housewives. She did. <laughs> she did. We we were we we definitely had our chores. I've
3: never seen someone be able to clean an entire house quicker than a petri board. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh, but, that's a dream! Shout out, Miss Ann. Yeah.
4: yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, but no. So honestly, I think <clears throat> uh, uh, like. My, especially the, especially the women on my mom's side of the family, like we were talking about this on, on the way over here, just how, uh, we'll call it independent the, the Buller women are. <laughs> um, and so just growing up around that and just being around women, women like that, like that are insanely nurturing, but in the best way possible to the outside looking in, it could almost seem a little overbearing, but, the inside looking out and like being surrounded by it, you, you know, that it's all coming from a place of love and a desire to serve. And, uh, so now that I'm married to a independent woman, um, it, it's, it it lends itself. it, it it lends itself very well to that. Like just knowing that, like knowing that she doesn't like, she's good on her own. Like she doesn't need me, but at the same time I can help her in the best way that I know how. Mm. And, uh, I I find, I find the biggest thing that's helped me love Emily specifically is knowing how she best receives love. Um, because it can be, it's hard to love someone when you don't know how they receive love. Mm. And so like actually, and this was something that, that we fostered, I mean, shoot! Even before we were engaged, like really, but like whenever we first started dating, like,
3: what's your Hogwarts house? What are your five love languages? You know, the important questions. The important questions.
4: But 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 seriously, but 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 seriously though, though, like like to to a certain, I mean, to a certain degree, like, I mean, I didn't give her a temperament test, but just kind of learning her. (laughs) What's your colors? What are your colors? But what are you, like? But like, what are the thing? Like, What what are the ways? Your
1: love language. yes (laughs) acts of service yeah ding
2: ding ding she just said he cleans the whole house (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) with pride beaming from her face
4: (laughs) so so but but just learning how she receives love learning uh like learning like what like whenever like learning like just her little nuances of like all right i know like This is whenever she needs to, she needs me to like physically be there with her. These are the times where she needs me to be in a completely separate room from her.
3: Mm -hmm. If I say I'm going to take a bath, that's code for physically leave me alone Mm -hmm. unless like
4: the house is on fire.
3: Yeah. Or a call for like a glass of water. Um.
4: (laughs) But so like, like that's like, that's just something that I've learned like just over basically since we started dating in 2016 like just learning how she best to receive love and uh and then also just
3: trial and error yeah trial and error
4: and a lot of prayer like just praying like praying specifically for emily by name Mm -hmm. um because Honestly, I I can't give you a good answer because I don't know. I just You have. Lo- the Lord yeah, just given a great answer. The the Lord just, <clears throat> by his grace like equips me to love her well and uh I'm grateful for that.
2: Well, I was going to say you kind of answered the question without saying the answer. Mm-hmm. Cuz what I took from that was by having like your own identity in God and your own prayer life not taking her little quirks or whatever it might be personally, Mm -hmm. but knowing how to love her and then knowing when to pray for her because you're not going to be enough to Mm -hmm. feel her because you weren't meant to be enough to feel her. Well,
4: and and that's, that's a good, that's a good point because it's like, it's so much of so much of like so much of my heart and really the human heart. Our desire is to be loved is Mm -hmm. to belong. And Not necessarily to, like, not necessarily to be loved by, like, my, the deepest desire of my heart isn't necessarily to, to be loved by Emily. Like, obviously, like, I know she loves me and I know that's great, but if, if I'm only seeking love from Emily, that's an imperfect source. Like, I love you, but. I'm gonna fail. The love, the love -hmm. that you give me is an imperfect love. Yeah. And so, I constantly need to be plugged into a perfect source. Mm. Like I need to be plugged into the perfect source. That is Jesus. Um, because that's the only, that's the only love that will never fail. That's Mm -hmm. the only
3: way you can love her the way she is Mm -hmm. meant to be loved. Yeah. Like you said, like that self discovery. Um, and I mean, I think a lot of Zach's is attributed to father Joe for sure. Um, and mine is father Joe via proxy. um, (laughs) Just in a really cool, like, retreat that STM does is they do their Kairos retreat where they kind of explore, like, this. And for me to know that, like, I really struggle with feeling worthy, um. that's the root of probably 98% of my sins is not feeling worthy enough. So, like, because I don't feel worthy, I'm maybe, like... Really, a sloth. I might be jealous. I might be envious. Mm -hmm. I might be prideful, you know, and like kind of where that's coming from. And so, for me to know that about me and that I really need to feel worthy, and for me to know that Zach needs to feel loved, that helps us as a couple, not only in how can I communicate with you so that you can best receive it, but also like where do you need to be loved? Mm -hmm. Like, Telling me, like for me, telling me you love me, like that's great and I feel it, but like telling me like this is what I did for you because like you deserve it. I think that's why acts of service is such a big thing for me because it, I kind of equate like time, talent and treasure with like worthiness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like if I'm worthy for you to give your time and talent and treasure by doing this one silly thing then, like, I know that I'm worthy of that love in that moment. So just kind of bringing in all of these things that we've learned secularly about temperaments, about love languages, um, about ourselves and our roots in helps us to love one another. And one thing that I know, like, um, especially, you know, like, when you have, like, little arguments, especially when you're first starting to date and you're, He's, help, he's being nice and serving and helping me load the dishwasher, but he did it wrong. But, like, <laughs> you know. like It, it exists. exists. It, it's a thing. It happens. It a thing. But for me, it was one thing that I had to learn, and I think I accidentally, like, pushed on to Zach, was that, like, if I can't fix it, I can't be mad. Like, I can't sit here and ruminate on how mad I am about this thing I can't let it blow up because that's not giving anyone anything Mm -hmm. except Satan the time of day Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that is not allowed in my house Um, and so like I used to joke and say like I have five seconds like if I can't think of a quick and easy like if you're doing the dishwasher wrong or folding the towels wrong and I just really need to interject and like that would solve the problem then like absolutely fix it but, like, if I can't tell you and, like, you fix it or me fix it, then, like, it's either something I need to, like, take a breath, kind of move on, maybe pray about later, or, like, just get over it, sis. Yeah. Hail Mary for the Greggs. Like, you know. You have know, five
4: seconds to be mad.
3: Mm-hmm. You have five seconds to be mad. Then we can find another feeling. Like, Is mm-hmm. that Mississippi-lessly
2: or Catholicity? Was that
3: I
0: Catholicity. Catholicity.
1: Y'all
2: have been so vulnerable and so beautiful
3: for us today. Thank y'all so much. And every day, I'm super thankful yes. for you guys. Yeah, you have no idea how thankful we are for y'all. Like, yeah.
4: y'all are awesome.
3: I mean, we've met so many people through y'all. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. The yeah. storytelling. I forget.
1: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, people are listening <laughs> to that. People
1: you missed them forget. too yeah they were in my car in my ear holes all yeah. day mm-hmm. for two whole hours <laughs> um, yeah
2: yeah yeah okay is there a bible verse that you're leaning on right now we'll close out with that Ooh. um yes
1: oh I'm yeah
4: Christy need, has to go yeah I need to need to look it up real quick because I, I know it I just don't know the exact chapter and verse give me a give me like two seconds
1: and did we do your catholic Rushmore last time you were here i think we did it the first time yeah not the first time we weren't asking that question that early on were we
3: yeah because i re-listened to the second episode to see oh, what yeah. i talked about okay um and we referenced like oh last time okay good you want to remind the people or has it changed oh i'm sure it's changed um i think then it was like JP2, Teresa Plissue, I know Pierre-Giorgio Frassati was an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. Um, It's really hard for me to pick a Rushmore just because I learned different things about different saints. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, that would be hard, huh? Yeah. They don't have to be saints. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I know they don't have to be saints. um, And especially since I started, I feel like we've established that they don't have to be, like, saints. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I first did it, I feel like it was all saints. Um, I might have set that precedent on accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just, I mean, you know, Zach would probably be on there now. I don't know who I'm kicking off, though. Um, but Zach might be on mine, too, now. <laughs> oh gosh. I will say, though. <laughs> Look, dude, it's your call. It's just what it is, okay? Uh, Except the gift God gave you. A saint Thank that, you. like, people need to hear a little bit more about, though, I think, is St. Jimmy. um Shema? jimma
4: <laughs> not I'm jimmy oh. J- jimma galgani
3: yes thank you i'm sorry y'all um she's a saint that somebody had me paint and we did some keychains for and i was like okay who's this chick um she's known as the daughter of passion mm. um Ooh. yeah I like yeah that. but i don't think you want to be her because like <laughs> thursday evenings she would get the stigmata like, every Thursday. Um, and it would normally go away by, like, Friday evening, Saturday morning. She's known to have levitated. She was a mystic. Um, and there are some, like, things that I was able to read online and preparing to paint her that it just, it spoke about her prayer and just the... And, like crazy intentionality that she had whenever experiencing jesus's passion like she prayed that she could experience that passion and just her conversation mm-hmm. with jesus was so pure and it's such like an amazing level of holiness that just feels so unattainable but also so comforting and warm mm-hmm. um so she's a really cool saint just like random scene of the week here. I like it. Um, okay, I'm going to have to scoot yeah. out. I love y'all so much. Okay, I got to go get my kiddos. Y'all finish up. They don't drive yet? No, <laughs> girl. <laughs> you don't
2: make me old. I'm going to scoot in front of you. Okay. I love y'all so much. Love you. We'll get together you. for brunch.
1: <laughs> after mass.
2: With mimosas.
3: So after yeah. September. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good point.
4: Love y'all.
1: Love
3: you. Bye, Lou. Bye. All right.
4: Go. um so bible verse first was uh the one that i've been leaning on is john chapter six verse 44 uh no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draw him um just the whole idea that i've been leaning on recently is just the fact that like i can't help but uh, like i can't approach jesus under my own accord like he first invites me in and i respond to that invitation mm-hmm. Um, so that's the Bible verse that I've been leaning on Um, lately uh, I guess so you want my Catholic Rushmore next? okay so Catholic okay always so uh, St. Joseph for sure Um, St. Joseph is one Uh, Father Joe bro Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. number
3: two Um, so Joseph and Joseph yeah Joseph
4: and (laughs) Joseph um is Mount Rushmore four or five mm-hmm. people? Four. Four. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, okay. So, Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> um, Saint Maximilian Kolbe. Mm-hmm. Um, John Paul II. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: it. That's four. You get yeah. an
4: honorable mention. Have an on- honorable mention is uh, is Andre Bisset. Ooh. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, Andre Bisset. Um, he's. Uh, I'm just just because his whole life like he lived such a simple life like he is essentially was he essentially was like he was a janitor basically like he was a janitor for a for a monastery and he just felt called to join like he, he was so drawn to like that spirituality and so he ended up joining that same uh that same monastery and he felt the Holy Spirit placed this call on his heart to establish this oratory in Montreal It's St. Joseph's oratory. And it was, and when I say an oratory, like literally just like a little tiny, like chapel basically. Mm -hmm. And then over time, like more and more people started taking trips and pilgrimages to this little tiny chapel to where now it's like essentially this massive, I don't think it's a cathedral, but it's this massive, like church that's built in honor of Saint Joseph. It's in uh it's in Quebec. Um, but just his like this the way he his life was so simple, but his life has left such a profound impact. Um and he uh he loved Saint Joseph, obviously.
1: Love that. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, any final nuggets for the listeners?
3: No, I don't think so. Um just go love and serve the Lord. You know? Amen.
4: Keep uh, keep allowing your feet to take you to holy places.
3: Yeah. And Thank holy you. podcasts. <laughs> Thank you all so much. I
1: love you all so much. Oh, we love you. Y'all. Uh, y'all have a blessed week. Bye. <laughs>